New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Chit. Happens every Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. However, uh, I'm on the Central Time Zone today. Let's just say Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> Z, you get here all. You get here two, three times a year. I haven't been here since last year. I'm lucky if I get here once a year. Uh, got to see a whole new portion of the city that I hadn't seen really hung out in before, and uh, it's a uh, it's a big city, but uh, my little corner this week's been a lot of fun. I'll tell you that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big, pretty active city. You know, they got a lot going on, a lot of cultural communities all over the place, and with all the universities they have there, and and you know they got the mercantile stock exchange there for 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 uh, trading commodities. and So there's a lot going on in that city. Uh, great food. And I'm sure with the parliament there, it's just been overflowing with love and people that are that are just, you know, pouring out some good vibes throughout the city. Exactly. And so folks, <clears throat> for those that may not know, uh, New Thought Media Network is here at the Parliament of the World's Religions, hanging out with a whole bunch of uh, spiritual luminaries and uh, folks from all different types of cultures and all different types of uh, uh, religious beliefs and practices. And it's been really, really uh, a great time. So uh, you'll be hearing more and seeing more of what uh, what's happened here uh, through in the coming weeks. And uh, we're filming a documentary that's scheduled to be released around Thanksgiving. So keep an eye out for that as well. All right. Um, well, see, I think the big story of the week, really, I, well, there's a few, uh, but the one that's yeah. been, I think the one that's been on everybody's hearts and everybody's prayers, at least around here at the parliament this week, has been Maui and, and what's yeah. happened there. Yeah. So we want to send some love and appreciation their way, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and you know, the fallout from that, I mean, the fallout just naturally is devastating when you look at all of the the properties over a couple thousand buildings destroyed they're already up to 110 lives and they 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 just fear it's going to be a lot more when they go through i mean the whole a whole situation but when you look at now they're starting to investigate the 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 the, the response by the emergency management team they didn't 
sound the alarm. Uh, the, 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 the manager just resigned after he made a statement defending that they, why they didn't set the sirens. I mean, it's, 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 it's a tragedy in all, all, all events, all, all cases, all, whatever. <laughs> it's a tragedy. And we send prayers and, and if you can send a couple of dollars, send a couple of dollars. And, yeah. you know, we, we think a couple of dollars may not help, but a couple of dollars in these kind of situations could be a case of water for somebody because right now the whole infrastructure on that side of the Island is in peril. Is in peril. Yeah. That's the pictures I've seen. Um, not only reflect the devastation, uh, mm -hmm. but reflect how isolated island living really is. And yes. it's going to take, it, it's not just a matter of, oh, we can rebuild it. Yeah, we can rebuild it. But it's going to take a lot of time to get the supplies and the resources necessary to rebuild to to an island that's in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and, and yeah, and a lot of money, right? Because yeah. Um, everything has to be imported in that you know um th their main their main product is tourism right so they, they grow it they got pineapples and they got stuff that's native to islands you know but that's not going to stay sustain the economy and so everything you know has to come in yep well and so there is some good news in all of it folks my understanding is um, the uh, their um, their Bodhi tree, as they call it, mm. there in Lahaina, very famous tree, has been cultivated by the islanders for over 150 years, uh, was scarred but not mortally yay. wounded. Yay, yay, yay! Uh, so, uh, it's not I've a hope. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting when when a hurricane hits Florida. The hotels always say, hey, we'll be fine. Come on down anyway. It, it only lasts for a day and it's gone. You can come back and, and you can, you know, we'll make sure everything's good and we need your, your tourist dollars. Please come back. This, there's nothing there to come back to. So there, there's no way to just say, hey, yeah, we'll still go on our vacation or, or we'll go anyway. And um, there's no way to be, nowhere to be. And, and you know, the, the one of the sad things, I mean, it's sad enough that that this whole event happened, and I guess this is a sad, ironic kind of thing where I've I've seen a couple of stories where there were some people who were on other parts of the island, uh, who were supposed to have dinner in in a restaurant or something over there, and they're complaining about it, and the restaurant is burnt down, and they're complaining they can't go or why we're late. I mean, the privilege that some people have, in, you know. It's like, are you kidding me? People are struggling for their lives and have lost their lives. And you worry about a freaking dinner reservation? Hey, you know, yeah. and and one of the good things is, you know, we're seeing because they've been complaining about the support and everything. But but the people, the heart of the people are there to support, giving, you know, whatever they can, water, clearing spaces, looking for people, you know, trying to salvage whatever might be salvageable. And, and it's just, it's ironic, I'll say it that way, that we have to wait till a tragedy happen for that side of us to come out. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's great, but it would be even better if we could just do that every day. 
even if you didn't do it there every day, do it every other day. Heck, I'll go there every other day for now. <laughs> yep. You know, um, one of the themes that I've heard here at the Parliament this week, and I've heard it in a number of different sessions, um, and it predominant. I hear this more and more from people of color, and but they're saying, and they're and these folks are asking, if you have privilege, use that privilege mm. towards mm -hmm. equity, mm -hmm. towards justice, mm -hmm. and. Somebody, you know, somebody complaining about missing, a, not getting a dinner reservation. Yeah. What well, is that even privilege? That might just be, you know, narcissism. It could be stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but let's use that, you know, take that $100 or four, you know, who, however big your party was, take what you think your bill would have been and donate that to the family that owns that restaurant mm -hmm. that burned down. Use mm -hmm. your privilege towards something good. Use yeah. your privilege to stand up when you see an injustice. And, um, you know, there's there's an old thing, and I hear it more and more. If you see something, say something, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I hear that phrase used, like, in schools mm -hmm. or in places where we're talking about criminality yeah. or potential danger and now, which, you know, I was brought up with uh, with that belief system that uh, snitches get stitches. You've probably yeah. heard that one somewhere along the way. Yes. Uh, so, you know, you never snitch. You never you see something, you keep your mouth shut. Well, now, no, uh, especially as a cisgendered white middle aged guy, I have to be willing to use my privilege to speak up and to say, hey, you know, that thing you just did, walking up to that woman and touching her hair, that's what we call a microaggression. And that's <laughs> rude. That's not appropriate. And, yes. and, you know, the way you just, and I think it's so imperative that in today's world, if you see something, yeah. uh, we got to say something yeah. and use our privilege to help create equity and justice in our world. Yeah, and, and and you know, it's 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 bad when you people you know do these kind of microaggressions. And when you said about touching the hair, my my mind just went spinning because there was a time when when that whole thing was uh, for good luck. You touch a black person's hair or rub them on the head, it was for good luck. I mean, you know, even though they kept them in deplorable situations, I can get good luck if I rub your head. I guess because they say, hell, if you can survive this. There's got to be some luck in there somewhere. Let me get some of it. Uh, I'm not sure what the rationale was. Come here, boy. I need to hit the lottery. <laughs> I'm like, give me a break. But, but you know, when we look at privilege, talking about privilege, and, I, and we, we parlay over to the other big story mm. is Donald Trump being indicted and 18 other co-conspirators or co-defendants or whatever in Georgia, uh, and to think that here is a person that's running for the president of the United States. He's been indicted four times. And, and if he's, he had actually had been elected as president at one time, too. So, yes. Yeah. And, and, and to think that he's been indicted 
in four different places on four different types of charges, not to mention the civil suits that he's lost and still have a couple ongoing. Yep. This guy is still the front runner to run the country again. Now, I know you're innocent until proven guilty. All right, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll go with that for now. But how can anyone in their right mind with this much scrutiny on this guy, this much uh, fodder on this guy, can still, excuse me, place him as a front runner to run this country? Well, all right. And, well, I want to reframe that because I don't think he's a front runner to run the country. I think he's a front runner in the far right segment of, of politics. That I'll give him. He's the front runner of the, I'm going to say, lunatic fringe on the very far right. But in everything I see, he still doesn't beat Joe Biden next time around. Well, here's the, here, but here's the thing, and, and we know this in the black community uh, fairly well. What's said in public can be a whole other thing when you get behind that curtain. Right. And so it, it's it's... It's a story to be unfolded, but I don't know. <laughs> I was in another session this week, and um, one of the black panelists said, uh, was sharing a story. And what she said is, you know, every black person in this room understands that when you turn on the news and you hear about a major crime, the first thing every black person thinks is, oh, please don't let him be black. <laughs> right yes. it's completely yes. unfair that yes. the entire uh, yes. uh, the entire population of color is becomes immediately responsible for one bad actor or two yep. bad actors or whatever yep. it is yep. um and uh someone else shared in that same panel that well you know there's a major crime going on uh and don't worry none of them are black yeah we got we got nineteen old senior. We got nineteen way too old white guys that are finally going to be, I trust, going to be held accountable for for well attempting to overthrow the government. You know, I, I and and I think you know, like Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani is a part of that crew right he's 79 years old i remember in new york when he was the darling of the country when he was supposedly uh cleaning up harlem and new york um yep from the crack epidemic and 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 they started all of the stop and frisk and 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 i mean you know uh and then you know there was some definitely some questions about his 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 policies and motives all right, but but there was some there was some good stuff there, but he did he descended from being a decent kind of guy to a crazy guy. Right. And it's like you know, I I, I just remember that one image of him with the guy running down his head and he's, you know, he's looking completely insane. And these yep. are the guys that we had running and 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 advising the 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 leadership of this country that is just unforgivable. Yep. Well, and unforgivable. 
you know, folks, we do we do like to remind everybody here on New Thought Media Network, we are a 501c3 religious organization, which means we're not going to tell you who to vote for or how to vote. We're going to remind you to vote. Um, and I will say um, I got to spend some time here this week with presidential candidate Marianne Williamson. And when she ran last time around, when she ran for 2020, um, I, I was a big supporter and I still am because there is a, there are voices for, um, for justice. There are voices for equity. Um, now, whether you believe Marianne has a chance or not, whether you believe she's just there to disrupt or not, and I don't believe she's here to just disrupt. I think she's here to and working to change the conversation away from these old style, um, these old white guys who think that because they're white, they can run the, they, they know best. Yeah. And, you know, I can't imagine how many people of color were traumatized, wrongly accused, wrongly, uh, the, the whole stop and frisk thing. And we now have data as well to back that up. I've seen studies where that was used against people of color. It was a, it was a, a tool of oppression because it wouldn't stop white guys wearing a suit and frisk them for cocaine, but they'd stop every black guy they could and frisk them trying to find a little bit of marijuana or trying to find a little bit of whatever. And, and it's, uh, I have to be in that place of trust that the public dialogue and that America won't make the same mistake that, that we made in 2016. <laughs> Yeah, it I mean, you know, and and now on top of all of that <clears throat> uh kindling for the fire, he made some kind of statement yesterday, and I haven't fully gone down the path. I've I've read a little bit of one article where he's made a statement and he's calling the uh the prosecutor in Atlanta and some of the grand jury members, which from what I understand by law they published the grand juror's name, and there are several uh, black individuals there. Now they're being targeted, and he's called them riggers, uh, R-I-G-G-E-R-S, and you go figure. But he's he's throwing these kind of terms around, uh, which is clearly uh, a play on words, right? And and people are jumping on that bandwagon as well. Right. I think, what was it? Politics is the opiate of the masses. Yeah. Yes. There's some people that are, there's a lot of people that are way addicted to, to this, uh, let's call it a fentanyl fueled opiate that, that is MAGA, that is the far right. And, yeah. um, no, I want to do a couple of quick shout outs because our friend uh, Linda's with us as uh, just about every Friday. And it's this last comment. I'm so glad you all are in Chicago are standing in love and inclusion. Yeah. And yes, 
um, that is a beautiful part of it. Uh, Jesse Jackson was here last night. I didn't get a chance to see him, uh, but uh, there are there is a, a, a growing sense that we can change the world. And I saw a stat in one of these things. I want to track it down a little little longer, but it only takes about nine hundred people to influence almost 10,000 people, mm. right? So one person will have influence to a certain degree. You put five people all together, they have a, a little bit greater of an influence. But when you get down to it, it only takes about 900 people to influence about 10,000. Well, we got almost 10,000 people here in Chicago this week. Mm -hmm. We're not all speaking the same language. But we are all loving and we are all speaking the same the, the same message of love and oneness and unity and justice and equity. And uh, yes, Wayne, to critical mass and beyond. We are create we are creating a critical mass uh, of of positivity, of belief, of understanding that I believe can can override the the opiate fueled mm -hmm. far right yeah and and you know uh as you were mentioning you know there's different languages and different cultural uh expressions of of, of what everyone is seeking but the vibration the resonating vibration from everybody regardless of the language regardless of where they're from regardless of their color is peace on earth, goodwill to all, right? And we know that the vibratory resonation of that going out from Chicago, you know, it'd be great to see some of the, uh, you know, they have these photos where you can see uh, uh, the, the, the different energy emissions from different things and people. I would love to see mm. something to see if from a satellite view of if, if the light is just a little bit bright in Chicago right now and those energetic vibes are, are getting in the atmosphere and moving around the planet uh, to create something more uh, more akin to a real family of brotherhood and sisterhood that we need if we're going to continue to inhabit this spaceship Earth, as we call it sometimes. <clears throat> You know, it could be a coincidence. I'm going to start with there, but um, I, I've noticed, yes, the vibe is transformative because mm -hmm. uh, there was, a, I noticed there's a custodian here on property. Now, if anybody's ever been to McCormick Place, this is huge. This this is one of the largest convention centers I think I've ever been in. And it, and, and uh so they have a number of custodians that are basically just stationed. Their job is to man one restroom. And they, they're they close to that restroom all day long, taking getting in and cleaning it as necessary and all that. And there was one custodian that didn't seem to be all that happy about his job on Monday and Tuesday. But by Wednesday and yesterday... He's got a little more pep to his step. He's whistling a little bit. He's got a little bit more of a smile on his face. When you know, I notice that when I walk in and, and walk back out and say thank you so much for being here, I get a little bit of a smile rather than 
the head going down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I know that what we're doing has ha, can have can and does have great yeah. impact, yeah. and it's in these. It sometimes it's in the smallest ways that you see it happening. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to. You don't have to wait for big, huge, mm-hmm. transformative events. Making we make a difference every day by who we are and how we show up in the world. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what, from my perspective, the parliament of world religions is, in that it says to me that we have these different religions, these different practices, these different rituals, these different ways of viewing the world <clears throat> that we believe and attest to that will lead us to a greater understanding of mankind. Now, we know that there are many different ways, let's say, to make a friend. You can make friends in a variety of different ways, but the ultimate goal is to make friends, right? And yeah. so whether I tell a joke to make a friend or whether I share a, a, a good story or we share a meal, there was a different ways. And that's what we are trying to do. And as I understand it with the parliaments, just get a better understanding. Let's talk a little bit. You know, there are many things that we may not agree on or have different approaches, but, you know, we hear this word now, intersectionality. That's a popular word now with DEIB. Well, what the parliament is doing is saying, look, let's find the intersectionality of what we are trying to do collectively. And let's promote that. And eventually these things that are not within the in the sphere of the intersection will grow and grow and grow. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Hey, Linda's reminding us uh, power versus force. Great book. Um, really powerful read on ex- all of what we're talking about here. The power of that of that community. I want to do a couple more shout outs. Uh, Lori Carlson. Happy that you're here with us as well. Lori, I want you to know I gave Reverend Frankie Timmers a big, huge hug. And uh, and we both spent a few moments gushing over you and uh, your recent talk there for her community and what you're doing. Uh, so thank you. Really grateful you're with us as well. Shay, glad you're here this morning. Good to hear see you, dear one. Thankful you're a part of what we're doing here on the network as well. So, um, you know, Z. Oftentimes on this program, we get it's easy to seem like we're just, you know, bitching about the government, as it were, and and all these things. Um, But ultimately, folks, what we believe is we can't hide our heads in the sand. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have to be able to look at the injustices and the equity, uh, the inequities and the microaggressions and all the various things that people do to each other in order to be able to be that advocate that stands up and says, hey, that's not, that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's, not, mm-hmm. that's not how we do it. Uh, yeah. We got to look at this a little different. So it is, you know, it's unique. You get here and you surround yourself by 8,000 people that are into love and positivity and not just gushy, gushy love, right? It's not that, right. you know, oh, well, you just, you know, you just hurt my friend. So I love you. I'm going to love you anyway. It's, it's a real sense of our love can transform the world. And in that, we have to identify 
the people that are using this philosophy, using the power, presence, and intelligence towards nefarious ends, towards in ways and means that hurt people, rather than, and, and by identifying them, then we are open to the solution. Then we are open to the greater perspective of how it can work. <clears throat> you know, it's 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 interesting that you bring that up because I spoke with the business group uh, yesterday uh, about how do we spiritualize our businesses? How do we bring more spirit into business? And this can apply to anything. Um, but but the point that you're making there about um, how do we begin to, uh, I'll put it in a medical term, diagnose what's needed. So yeah. what we do here on, on, on Friday mornings is, is, is we're not condemning, we're trying to come up with a good diagnosis so we can figure out what the treatment is to give you some relief or some remedies for that ailment or for that misalignment or for that un, un, uncertainty or that confusion. And so- if you go to the doctor and you can't give him any symptoms or he can't make a diagnosis, if he can't make a diagnosis, he may give you the wrong medicine or the wrong prescription or the wrong exercise. And now yeah. you're in worse shape than you were before. So, so what we're doing here on Friday mornings is trying to uplift people's consciousness and awareness to what's going on around us. And mm-hmm. if it's, if it's not already apparent, I mean, it should be for a lot of us or some of us anyway, pretty apparent when we look at all the different arenas, economics and education and weather and politics, all these things are still in turmoil or in flux trying to find their new level ground. And we have an appointment and we have an opportunity and we have a responsibility right now to help influence that and move it in a direction that creates a world that works for all plants, animals, rocks, trees, people, birds, everything, because it's one integrated system. Yep. And we have an intersectionality on this planet. Mm-hmm. I love that. We have an appointment and a responsibility, right? It's not just enough to say, oh, and that's, and that's part of it. It's not just enough to come to a conference like this and spend a week learning about this stuff and, and being all, you know, okay, we got to change that. We got to, and then you go back to your, to your home and you do the same old shit you've been doing. We have to be willing to take those steps mm-hmm. and, and move forward with what we learn in order to create this better a world that works for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Morning, Ray Mott. There's our brother, Ray Mott. Glad you're with us, sir. Yes, yes. Grateful for you to be here. I will. You know, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's so good to see the faces of, of people popping in and, and sharing this time with us because we know in the African-American community, in the African community, there's this idea of each one teach one. So we know for all the people that are here, if there's only one thing that's said, only one idea that's postulated, only one action item that gets uh, uh, put in place, we know it has an effect. And we know it begins to spread. And so when that can happen, we are moving in a direction of our dreams. And that is a place where we can all be happy, satisfied, uh, and and move forward in this world. Beautiful. 
Thank you. I do want to give a quick shout out to our brother Raymond, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. He will be the facilitating host on tomorrow morning's Science of Mind and Spirit Saturday morning conversation series. That happens at nine o'clock tomorrow morning here on the New Thought Media Network. Uh, be sure to tune in and check out uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond and what he's got to say about the science of mind. And this is a two-part series. He was with us last Saturday as well. And I'll say it publicly, man, oh man, what a rip fire of a talk. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go back on the archives on our YouTube page and uh, look for last Saturday's science of mind and spirit conversation. Uh, Raymond did an amazing job and I'm really looking, well, I'm going to be driving but I'll watch it on the replay. Uh, going to be looking, really looking forward to seeing what he's got to say this week. So again, that's tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Join us for that. So, um, Z, before we run out of time here, no, I know you weren't able to be here with us this week. And, and I know you've been able to catch a little bit of, uh, of what's been happening and all of that. Um, number one, I, I want to join... I want to set the intention that uh, next time, next time this happens, because the parliament doesn't happen every year, folks. It happens on an irregular basis, every three to five years, depending, it seems, at this point. Um, but uh, the next time it comes around, I definitely want you to be a part of it and be here, uh, you and I, to be able to share that together. Um, because my sense is we are, we're beyond the tipping point. Yeah, we may not know it, but we're beyond the tipping point of social justice. Mm -hmm. And we, we are now at that <clears throat> point where I see more and more and more people willing to take that stand. And and this con concept of each one teach one. Right. If we've got about. Estimates are somewhere between eight and 10,000 people here this week. So let's go on the low end. If we've got 8,000 people here and each one of those folks teaches one person in the next week, in the next month, in the next, before the end of the year to, to, uh, or just inspires it one yes. to take a stand. Well, it won't take very long at, at a pace like that where Marianne does become a, a, a more viable, I, I don't want to say she's not a viable candidate. I think she's got an amazing platform. I think she's very viable. I think she's very capable of leading this country if we were to give her that opportunity. Uh, and we can build a coalition. We can build a consciousness mm -hmm. of, um, of equity, of justice, of equality uh, that, that moves out into the world. And it just means that each one of us has to speak our truth and speak it a little louder. There was another great panel here this week, speaking truth to false power. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I think that's what we're doing. We're learning how to speak truth to false power so that those that believe in the false power recognize that it's not the true power. Right. And can then thus find the one power. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what, what I thought about while you were saying that, uh, um, especially uh, kind of given the the situation in Maui, you know, it'd be great for us to as, as a as a global spiritual religious community to come up with our own emergency management team. Right. That that 
that we can begin to to uh, uh, approach issues like homelessness or, or food insecurity or, or or any manner of things that affect humanity as we look at this whole thing in social justice, because social justice is just human justice, right? Uh, and when you really look at it, it's like, how do we create an environment where all humans are created justly and they have the same opportunities? And, and you know, uh, I'm not equal to you. I don't, I'm not, you're six foot something, I'm five foot something. Uh, there are a lot of things that we're not going to be equal to if we're trying to measure it by that. But if we measure it by opportunities and, 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 and affordability and, and justice and, and opportunities in education, then we begin to create this world where, where everybody has a true opportunity to, yeah. to participate. Like I can't play in the NBA. I mean, I'm not a Muggsy Bowes, right? And, and I don't know if Muggsy would, 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 would survive anymore who used to play with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, but I mean, that's just the state of the game right now. So what I do, I go pick another game. I'll go play soccer. Uh, you know, I'll go play tennis or whatever. And we have to begin to use some of these metaphors in life to figure out how do we begin to actualize the goodness, the greatness that each one of us has so that we complement each other, not cancel each other out or any of the other crazy stuff that goes on. Yep. You know, you just gave me a great idea uh, because uh, we didn't talk about it today, but for everybody in Southern California, hang on. There's a hurricane heading your way. at first one in over 100 years or something that a, a what you say, a class four? A, a category four right now. Category four hurricane heading for Southern California, heading right up the Baja coast through Mexico as well. So hang on to your hats. And But that's about the fact that the Federal Emergency Management Association, whatever they are, FEMA, whatever their initials stand for, is overstretched and is becoming more and more taxed by the rapid succession. And when I think about it, a lot of faith movements, a lot of churches, a lot of organizations, when something happens, they're out on the ground handing out water and wearing their T-shirts to let everybody know who they are. It may just be time for a new thought I don't want to call it emergency, but a new thought response team mm -hmm. to disaster, to to things of this nature. And maybe we're not on the ground in Maui handing out food and water, but we can become part of, of that supply chain, part of that response team. Uh, we might not be able to be on the ground everywhere, but as this movement grows, I'm holding the vision. Um, I'm adding, I'm holding that vision starting right now today that as a movement, new thought can create a, a response mechanism mm -hmm. when we see people either affected by a disaster or affected by injustice. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, the time has come. I mean, for, you know, yep. it's been to come. But but now it's more apparent for some, you know, that, hey, the time for talking and strategizing and all those things, there's still a place for that. But it's got it's got to be on the ground strategy now. I mean, we can't sit back and come up with elaborate plans and things like that now and not have an action team to go out and do some and implement some of these. And, you know, uh, I hate to yep. use the, 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 the well, uh, you know, like in football, football. 
is, is a good example of that coach comes in with a strategy, but if the other team has peeped that strategy, uh, they got to start making adjustments on the field right now. They can't go back in the locker room unless it's half time and start coming up with new plans. It's like we got to make an adjustment now. And given that the NFL is uh, well on its way to the to kicking off the new season, there's a bunch of games this weekend. You know, I had to get the football in. Uh, it's coming. That's what I was just laughing about. Week one of preseason doesn't mean a damn thing. LZ is already talking football. <laughs> Thank you for that, brother. Um, and, you know, uh, I want to address with Linda real quick as well before we run out of time here. I would add all life, all living things are what we as a movement need to hold up and embrace in the big love. Absolutely, Linda. Um, on, uh, on LZ and I have another show on Tuesdays called New Thought Today. And in just a handful of weeks, we're going to have a very special guest. Sharif Abdullah is going to be with us. And Sharif is the man that coined the phrase, a world that works for all. And what he has shared with us in previous conversations is that we he left off the word life, but it's implied. A world that works for all life, not just a world that works for everybody. That's a stepping stone but a world that works for all life. And, uh, and, that, and that's an important part about what we're doing. So stay tuned to the New Thought Media Network. We're going to be sharing uh, that interview. is going to be coming up. I don't have my schedule in front of me. Uh, maybe I can find it real quick here. Uh, but Sharif is going to be with us in just a few weeks. Uh, where is it here? September 12th. There it is. September 12th. Look for that interview with Sharif Abdullah. We'll be talking a lot more about a world that works for all life. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> exactly. Can't wait. Uh, and now we do have to get out of here, folks, and, and make room for the rest of the programming. Stay tuned here. It's going to be a big Friday on New Thought Media Network. Seku Writes with Be Your Own Hero is up next. Morning prayers at 8.15. 8.30 is Rev. Melissa with the Morning Sip, who has been here at the Parliament as well. Uh, 9 o'clock is Emma Moreno, Spanish language programming. 9.30, Spanish prayers. 10 o'clock, it's Pip, Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach. Mm -hmm. Coming next week, we have a new program scheduled and premiering next Friday at noon. That's uh, Wham! We Are Miracles with Shay Davis. So plan to watch us, uh, join us for that next week. One o'clock, The Joy Show with Reverend Barbara Schreiner, Truth Dell. Five o'clock, it's the good news. Sitting in for me this week will be Reverend Barbara Schreiner, Truth Dell, and uh, the fireside chat at six with Reverend Michael Mangus. Uh, he's here at the Parliament as well with us. I'll tell you, New Thought Media Network got a good contingency of people here within the New Thought contingency as well. So um, thanks again for being with us, folks. We got to get out of here, but we want you to know we love you. You're amazing. And until the next time we connect, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.